0: Diamond Answer Man Show, Season 4, Episode 7, Girls, Best Friend or Foe. Well, hello everyone, this is J. Christopher Gritz, and this is the Diamond Answer Man Show, where our goal is to help each other learn more about the world of diamonds and feel confident about those purchases? That's right. These diamonds, they help us memorialize our special moments. If you have any questions, you may reach me at diamondanswerman.com. We're on the right-hand side of the site. I've got that little app that says, send me a voicemail. If You've got an iPhone, an iPad, any sort of tablet, computer, or otherwise. If you've got a microphone attached to it. You can send me a message right through there. You may also phone me at 803-792-1326. If you happen to visit me on com, there on that right-hand side also is about every social link you can contact me with. And send me messages, and I'll look forward to how we can help each other learn more about this world of diamonds. Well, this show is going to be about synthetic diamonds. That's been a question, a topic that I've been running into quite a bit lately, and it's been mainly gentlemen who've been asking me this question, but it's young young ladies, too, that are just about ready to get married. And uh, they have, I think it's been brought to the forefront, of course, because everybody wants to be ethically mind, uh, minded when they purchase something. And that's not necessarily what this show is going to be about. But always, somewhere in that conversation, it happens to be about value. And that's something that we've talked about in the past. And it's something we will continue to talk about as we come into the future. And, and what is my ring worth? You know, we don't buy our rings Especially our engagement rings, uh, as an investment, other than in our relationship, what the gem and the ring itself—it's you know the the whole thing, what it symbolizes, and what we feel behind that. And uh, so one of the one of the questions I've been having is synthetic diamonds. So I've been thinking quite a bit about how it has happened throughout history. But I've got a couple of questions for you as you listen to this show. And uh, some of the things that I want you to think about is the relative worth of anything that you buy and sell and and how what you pay for it isn't always reflected when you go to resell it. So there's a few exceptions to that rule and that usually would be dealing with things like real estate, you know, you can buy a house and pretty confidently soon after from when you've purchased it, you know, bubbles aside, Uh, You should be able to sell it for what you purchased it for. And if you sit on it a long time, it should, of course, uh, protect your value, your investment, your dollar, and it should return, right? So if you buy something for one price, if you wait long enough, it should give you back more than what you put into it, right? We're not talking about adjusting for inflation or any of those kinds of things, but a, a home would do that. But look at anything that would be sort of a counterfeit. Uh, you know, I'm going to refrain from using the term synthetic, but that that's kind of what a counterfeit is. It's exactly the same in some cases, and in many cases it can be made out of the exact same materials brand that it's comparing to. And uh, what is that item worth when you purchase it? Well, generally there's a great discount when you buy it. And of course, you try to resell it to someone else and you're lucky to get anything for it. Most people won't want to buy something from you if it's not the original item. You know, buy anything that would be like that, whether it would be a handbag, whether it would be an iPhone or any kind of item that would be a counterfeit item. But compare that to something like a diamond. You know, when you buy an engagement ring, yes, there are margins built in, and you will not be able to sell a ring for what you purchased it for the day after you purchased it. The resale value on that does change. Obviously, you're paying for things such as labor and markup that goes in those, and whatever margin the jeweler or website, wherever you purchased it from, it doesn't return that same value. But what if you waited a while? What kind of return would you receive? So if you if you kind of think about time and history, and we can compare that, and there are pricing guidelines, we can look back over time and and look at you know in the 1990s as compared to today, we can get closer, and we can look at the 2000s, and we kind of see how diamonds can resell or liquidate. You know, so if you if you have a, a one carat diamond and try to sell it in the market today, you might be able to return on that short time half of what you purchased it for, depending on where you bought it in the market. It kind of gives you an idea uh, compared to something else. But if you bought bought a diamond, let's say in the early 1900s, where it sold for maybe $50 or $60 a carat, right? and then we look at it what it would sell for today, you might be able to liquidate the item for $1,500 to $3,000 a carat, depending on what market you're in. Right? So if we wait long enough, and we're not talking about adjusting for inflation or any of those kinds of crazy things, but where the money is and how, it, how we can get it back out. You look at anything that's a synthetic, and it's not been the same. So I want you to think about this when you consider purchasing a synthetic stone. It may not be the reason why you buy it. You don't buy it to invest in it. You buy it for the expression. You buy it for the moment. But that is part of that decision you make. What, what is it really worth? Is it really worth what I'm paying for it? So when we look at pricing history and we want to look at something that we can compare against, we want to look at stones that uh, would have a similar market and how they returned over time. And so when I'm looking at that and I look at how things that are made synthetically or things that are made by man, as time goes on, we tend to become more you know efficient in our productivity or our production, our costs, as in any business, tend to decrease over time. So you combine that with the fact that competitors usually enter the market. You know, if we have a a trademark or a patented process, it's only for so much time. Usually somebody tries to come up with a competing technology. And then of course drives the prices down. That's 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 part of our culture, that's part of the industry, and that's part of everything is to increase your productivity, increase your efficiency, and decrease your costs. So when we look at history and how that shows, we can compare that to markets such as synthetic emeralds, and we can kind of see as the market has changed just from the 70s, the average retail price of, of uh, synthetic emeralds has dropped you know, roughly 80% that's what you purchase it for. Go to market and try to sell a synthetic emerald and you're lucky if anybody will buy it from you. So you have this, what's my diamond worth? Well, we have an expense, so we know that costs will be driven down and then we go to sell it. The other market we can compare to is, is cubic zirconium, where in the 1970s, cubic zirconium would wholesale for about $40 a carat and even if we do adjust that for inflation today, that's really 147 ish dollars per carat. And now you can buy one carat CZs, and I'm talking about nicely made ones for as little as you know, roughly three dollars. That's a 98 percent deduction in cost as we adjust for all those things. But go to try to sell that synthetic CZ, and no- and nobody would buy it from you. Now that's a three dollar loss. Big deal you know uh, compared to the 1970s purchase price it's a $147 loss you know but if you look at a $5000 diamond and we look at what you can sell it for today as a synthetic it's going to you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody who will buy that from you so if you can if you can sell it that's if you can maybe somebody's going to give you a few hundred dollars for it but they're certainly not going to buy it from you because they don't have to they can go to market and find a like-kind stone. So your loss is greater. Now, add in the fact that as history goes on, 30 or 40 or, you know, or so years, how much is that stone going to be worth 30 or 40 years from now if you have to buy one new then? Well, it's, it's going to change quite a bit. Synthetic diamonds started out advertising that they were 30% less than natural stones. And that, and that's still something that you'll hear today. They, they're thirty percent less. Some people will say ten. Some people say fifty. You know, it, it they're 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 pushing it in closer and closer, and uh, you know they're trying to make sure that they compare themselves exactly to natural diamonds. I want to make sure that when you're thinking about pricing, you also compare things all equal. When they're comparing their prices or the discounts that they're able to sell the synthetic stones at, they compare them with unequal reports so when they compare them they look at high prices of natural diamonds with top tier laboratory reports and then they can then they will use generally an igi report and if they use the igi report you have that problem of comparison right so you you don't have the same kind of pedigree as far as color and clarity it does state that it does have the color and clarity but i don't think you have to go too far By going anywhere online, and you'll see the debates about the color and clarity comparisons from laboratories, GIA, AGS, top-tier laboratories in the market, when you start comparing to lower-tier laboratories, the color and clarity comparison varies greatly. So you can't take your IGI and compare it to your GIA. It's just not going to happen. So you you don't have a fair comparison. So when you look at the pricing comparisons um, from top-tier labs, yeah. So today in the market, I know that on average with discounts, it's generally roughly about a 21% discount to buy a synthetic stone. They don't compare themselves to the same kinds of laboratories because it doesn't fare well. It's about a 14% deduction. So when you look at the discounts that are applied to an IGI report, On a synthetic stone and the discounts applied to a natural stone, the difference is much smaller. It's it's 14% as compared to 21%. So when you look at your synthetic diamonds, they're not carrying all the top tier laboratory reports. In fact, I did a search and I couldn't find one synthetic diamond in the market today that had a GIA report. And that that is a report that GIA offers. I, I question that and I wonder why they don't have the GIA report. But um, it's not really relevant. We can still do the comparators to discounts on lower-tier laboratory reports. It does affect somewhat of the value you spend. It really doesn't affect what your diamond is worth if you're going to sell it in the secondary market. So if you're going to buy a diamond today, I'm going to suggest that you inquire and ask for a GI report to get the confirmation and validation that the color and clarity is what it is for you, not with the IGI report. Um, so ask for a GIA. Uh, the, the question you have to ask yourself, of course, is what will the diamond be worth in 10, 20, or 40 years from now? So we know the diamond purchased in the earlier part of the last century will return more than what you paid for it. We're not talking about, again, adjusting for inflation. But we know it's going to give you thousands of dollars, even though know, you purchased it for less than hundreds of dollars per carat. That increased in value. If we look at CZ compared to what it was just 30 years ago, it's lost 98% of its value. If you look at emerald synthetics, they've lost over 80% of their value. If you look at diamonds, my guess is in in the next several decades, you'll probably be able to buy synthetic diamonds for under $100 per carat. I I believe that uh, they will automate so many things that have to deal with the processing of these stones not unlike how they have automated a lot of the processing on smaller stones as far as polishing and those kinds of things, that synthetic diamonds will be automated in the same way. That will drive prices down. The efficiency, the productivity, all the costs that go into producing them will consistently always, always have at its core lowering the cost to potentially increase the margins when they sell them. So what is your synthetic diamond worth? Not really much today. If you buy one today, the minute you walk it out of the showroom, it's not really worth anything in any market that I'm aware of where anybody is actively looking for sourcing or buying synthetic stones. So you can look around the internet. You can look in your local paper. You can look in the news. You can look wherever, wherever it may be. There's always somebody advertising online on the television where they'll buy diamonds, They'll buy your old stones, they'll buy them chipped, they'll buy them broken, they'll buy your gold, but you don't see any of those same companies advertising they will buy your synthetic. So there's not really anyone at this moment in time. So if you can buy one in, let's say, several decades from now for under $100 per carat, and that's my guesstimation, how much do you think that that $5,000 stone you buy today will be worth? Probably zero. That's the unfortunate thing that goes with synthetic stones. It will always happen in any market where the drive is to pro- produce stones for less money and be more effective and efficient at it. If you've got any questions, you may call me at eight zero three seven nine two one three six. Maybe you have a different opinion. Maybe you have you know need some advice, or you'd like to give me some advice. Do you disagree? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You may, you may contact me at eight zero three seven nine two one three two six. That's the phone number again. You may also reach me on the website, on the right-hand side of the site. You can send me that voicemail through that little SpeakPipe app. Send me a voicemail through your iPhone, your Android phone, your iPad, your tablet, your computer, whatever it may be. And I'll look forward to how we can help each other learn more about these World of Diamonds. And, of course, I look forward to continuing the conversation about synthetics.